Hey guys, this is the Southpaw Podcast, and you're listening to episode 12, titled Intentional Gratitude. We pray for you to be provoked into a lifestyle of consistent thanksgiving and gratitude unto the Lord. Let's jump in. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Southpaw Podcast. This is episode 12 titled Intentional Gratitude. I'm Stanton Moore. This is Hunter Hudgens. And we are so excited to have our co-host back in the studio. He had a sinus infection that put him on his butt, but he's back uh, with some fresh, inspired thoughts. And so for episode 12, we're going to be talking about living a life of thanksgiving and what that looks like in life practically and intentionally. So Hunter, let's do it. Yeah, no, first and foremost, glad to be back. Uh, I've definitely uh, enjoyed the last two episodes. Hate that I wasn't a part of them, uh, but I got a lot out of uh, Alex, Strength in Numbers, and then with Jacob, The Oil of Joy. Uh, hopefully, everybody else uh, was blessed by those as well. Um, but yeah, no, intentional gratitude. Um, it's quite funny how the Lord, in, a, in obscure seasons, moments, he, he gives you little nuggets, and it's like, here I am sick, and I feel like this impression of, this idea of intentional gratitude where it's like, I mean, I don't know about you, but there, there's, I can't tell you how many times I've been sick and like, I cannot wait to feel better because I'm going to appreciate it that much more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy the food because it's going to taste that much better. Right. Being able to breathe is going to feel that much better. And so little things like that, but no, how it, how it kind of popped in my brain was the Bible says we, we enter his his gates with thanksgiving. Yes. We enter his presence with, with thankfulness. And it's like, if I waited to feel thankful, how often would I enter his presence? Yeah, you might be waiting forever. Yeah, because it's like, there's there's some days where I, I don't I don't feel as thankful as I should. Right. Um, and that's that's on me. That's a that's a mindset, that's a perspective in my own life that, that needs to be dealt with. But I think it it's dealt with with being intentionally thankful. Yes. I think it's dealt with being intentionally grateful for things. And it's like, okay, so practically speaking, how does that happen? I think the first thing is finding something to be thankful for, finding something to be grateful for. And the Bible spells out numbers things to be thankful for. First and foremost, give thanks for he is good. Yes. That, that's Psalms 107. So above all else, if, there's, if you feel like there's, quote unquote, nothing else to be grateful for, Hey, be grateful for him. Yes. Be grateful for his love. We're, we're just coming out of Easter. That's something, man, there's, no, there's not words, there's not actions, there's nothing that I, I could, my human understanding could ever do or attempt to do to show gratefulness or thankfulness for, for what he did on the cross 2,000 plus years ago. Yes. So if anything, that right there is enough to just say, absolutely, man, my, my life should be full of great. Yes, and so Psalm seven, give thanks because he is righteous. Come on, Hebrews twelve, thank, be thankful for an unshakable, unshakable kingdom. Yes, and so it's like, man, Scripture spells out so many things to be thankful for and grateful for. Um, hey, life might feel difficult, might life might feel icky right now, but it's like, man, the Bible spells out so many things, and if you start shifting your perspective. I think it's David in the book of Psalms where he says, magnify the Lord. And it's yes. like, if we can magnify him and his goodness, and his, which is his true character, you know, Mo, Mo, he, Moses said, hey, show me your glory. And 
and and God went by and showed him his goodness. I, I don't think there's a coincidental factor in that that his his goodness is his glory and his glory is his goodness. Right. And so it's I think good. I think if we focus on his goodness and focus on who he is, all this issues that are, are real, mm-hmm. they don't feel as big as who he is. If right. we magnify the Lord. So I think the first step is what is there to be thankful for? One, him. Mm-hmm. And then two, there's so many things to be thankful for. Thankful for friendship. I mean, man, if I didn't have you in my life, I mean, it, it wouldn't be nearly as joyful. It wouldn't nearly be as, you know, you know, fulfilling. There, there's so many things that friendships and, and people and family offer you that you can be thankful for. Absolutely. Hey, I'm thankful for my health, whether it be not being in the bed with a sinus infection anymore or, you know, the ability to walk or a job or there's so many things that, like, I, I think we take for granted even in the first world where it's like our Wi-Fi goes out. Oh, God, it's the end of the world. But it's like, yeah, man, thank God we have the entire world at the axis of our fingertips where it's like we can find out anything and everything. Yes. But it's hard for us to be thankful for something. And it's like, man, with the Internet and all this stuff, like there's so much to find out there. Yeah. Be thankful for knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's something right there. So I think step one in a practical how to be grateful I, I think, one, it's what is there to be thankful for? There's a lot to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, two, it's um, changes the way we speak. Right. You know, there's power in what you say. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. Right. And so the Bible says in Romans 10, verse 17, it says, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And yes. so it's like. It's good. Hey, you know, I don't really get a whole lot out of when I read, or that that was kind of my thought process when I, when I first had my encounter with the Lord, and I was trying to get into it. And Bill Johnson says this thing where he says, um, you know, I don't know what I ate two to three weeks ago, <laughs> but I know that it nourished me. It got me to where I am today. Yeah, so it's like th- those little things that you read two weeks ago, two months ago, man, it adds up. It starts strengthening you. It's like. You go to the gym and it's like, hey, you might do a, a few reps mm-hmm. of a few different things and you're not really seeing much of a difference, blah, blah. But in a few months, man, you start noticing, oh, wow, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm much stronger. It's actually showing. And so it's like right. the spiritual is the same way. I'm not really getting a whole lot out of this reading. Well, if you consistently doing it, mm-hmm. it, it, it starts adding up. And the book of Joshua. Mm-hmm. Joshua says, or the Lord tells Joshua to meditate on my word day and night. Mm. That word meditation. I know us in the us in the South, us in the Bible Belt, us Christians, that word meditation, it kind of feels icky. It kind of feels worldly, worldly. It feels very much Eastern religion-esque. But that word meditation, where it's where an individual focuses on a particular object, thought, or activity. Right. It's good. Meditation, focusing on him, focusing on his word, mm-hmm. the Bible. In Philippians 4, 8, Paul writes, pretty much focus on the good things. Focus on love. Focus yes. on joy. Focus yes. on peace. It's like when we're meditating on those things, when we're meditating on the Lord, that starts changing. And I and I go back to life and death and the power of tongue, hearing, hearing the word and hearing the word of God. When we speak it over ourselves, we're hearing it. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it begins to change. If What you say in the atmosphere and you start hearing it, it, it changes things. Mm-hmm. And, and I think ultimately when we do that, it starts changing the way we think. If we start saying it out loud, if we say it enough and enough and you look in the mirror, hey, I'm, I'm beloved. Yes, sir. I'm God's son. I'm yeah. God's child. You know, he's pleased with me. Right. Then that starts changing our thought process. Mm-hmm. The Bible says... Um, you know, keep every thought captive, and it's like that's that that's vital. It's very important that we do that because you know when something comes up that that is not us. Our thought, our thought, one, our thoughts are not our. They're not us. Mm-hmm. Our emotions are not us, mm-hmm. and so we have to be intentional about keeping captive of those emotions, keeping right. captive of those thoughts. And so, if we can do that, as well as practicing this speaking this over ourselves and focusing on him and focusing on his word, then we don't have, I feel like we don't have to do it as much because our, our mind is starting to change. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, two, two quick things real quick, and I'm going to let you hop in here, but Isaiah 26, keeping our mind on him keeps, keeps us in peace. It's good. When, we, when, we, when we're speaking life and we're speaking joy and we're speaking peace and and ultimately we're speaking him and he's good god you're good we love you we're thankful for you it starts changing us on the inside and we don't even know it Mm -hmm. um last thing and then i then i want you to hop in here but matthew 6 verse 21 where your treasure is there your heart is come on you know where where you put your hope, where you put your thankfulness, mm-hmm. that's what your heart fixates on. It's good, and so it's like if we can if we can say, okay, Lord, you, you're enough because He is. Mm-hmm. You are everything I need and I want. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a lot of good stuff in life. Mm-hmm. There there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good people, a lot of good opportunities, but ultimately, He's the the best thing, he, he himself, that's it. If, if we can fixate on him, Damon's been talking about this. Hey, keep your eyes singular. If we can focus on him and it's him, mm-hmm. then everything we think we want or we think we need, one, it kind of falls to the wayside. It doesn't seem as important. Yeah, it, it compared to him. But ultimately, he's going to give us even better things in our life. That's right. The scripture that tells us to hide the word of God in our hearts has often left me meditating. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we hide the word of God in our hearts? Why do we hide the word of God in our hearts? And you touched on this earlier. But, and this applies to Thanksgiving in this way. When the winds of adversity begin to blow in our lives, mm-hmm. If we have not built a foundation of thanksgiving prior to that adversity, it seems as if the the difficulty and the struggle is magnified by light years. So having a foundation, Hunter, I believe, of thanksgiving is so crucial. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm. So I was I was thinking about that about that verse before we did this podcast and I thought to myself well why is it God's will for us to be thankful well it's because God wants us to know him yeah 
Because everything that you just said is so true. When we say thank you, we're talking to a person. Mm-hmm. God is is love yeah. himself. He doesn't just love us or give us love. He is love himself. That's right. It takes God to even have anything to give back to him. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a theological perspective that probably needs to shift in all of us. I will be the first to admit mm-hmm. that I want to understand God's love for me yes. even more. Yes. You know, he loved us before we first love before yeah. we could love him. Yeah. So we when we come to God, there is this chasm intention, if you will, where we recognize that we don't we come to God empty handed. We don't have anything to give to him, but we have thanksgiving to give to him. Yeah. In other words, he gives us all that we are. Yeah. Every, anything that we are, it and anything that we have Every good gift comes from the Lord. That's right. If our earthly father knows how to give you a good gift, then how much more does your heavenly father? Yeah. So everything that we have, life itself, our finances, mm. our relationships, our jobs, our ministry, all of that is from the Lord. That's right. So it takes God to realize we come to him empty-handed, but also on the flip side of that coin is Psalm 100. Mm. This is big. I believe in in approaching God intentionally. This is just my own personal conviction. Now, I recognize that the veil has been torn. The blood and the guts have, have, you know, come from his side, and we all have access. The veil has been torn. So the need for sacrifice is no longer enacted. But I do believe, Hunter, in the intentionality of how we approach the Lord in worship. Because we say, well, worship God however you want to. Well, hold on a second. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says in Psalm 100, it's been quoted in this episode, we enter yep. in his gates with thanksgiving, yep. okay, in his courts with praise. So thanksgiving is a gate, a gate into what? Gates open and they close. That's right. So thanksgiving is the key that unlocks the gate into his presence. Yeah. If you're struggling to feel and embrace and encounter his presence, yeah. You have to go back to the drawing board and begin with Thanksgiving. Upper Room out in Dallas, Texas, they approach all of their prayer sessions morning, afternoon, and night this way. There's an acronym that they use called TWI, and it stands for Thanksgiving, Worship, and Intercession. Before we ask God for anything, we posture ourselves in Thanksgiving first and foremost. So Thanksgiving renews our mind to who God is. Yeah. It takes us back to home plate. It takes us back to square one to recognize God is good. Yeah. God is faithful. He is generous. He is long-suffering. He is steadfast, yeah. and he is always kind. So we're thanking someone, and that someone is love, is peace. The That's kingdom right. of God is not meat nor drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So, man, this is, man, there's so much in this when you begin to unravel it. And this is so good, but this will change your life. That's right. It makes heaviness disappear. It makes discouragement not seem so, like such a big deal anymore and mm-hmm. disappointment and heartache and hurt in the past and things that have hurt us and harmed us and discouraged us. Yes, but he works all things for our good. That's right. You know? And so, one last thing, Hunter, and you, I'll let you, I'm going to let you close it um, with this episode. But 
an exercise that I kind of like to do in like pre-service prayer meetings and just corporate prayer in general is to, especially when it's very informal and we have enough time where we can relax, is to literally go around the room and to ask the, and to ask the people that are praying, what's God done in your life? Mm. What's he doing now? But not only what he's doing, what is he doing now? What has he done? Yeah. And it's amazing when you ask them, he restored my marriage. Mm. When I thought I couldn't make it, he took all of my broken pieces and he put them together. He healed my son of cancer. He, he healed my wife of this or whatever it is. He gave me a word. He gave me a dream. It's amazing that when we pray, Hunter, we begin to pray with authority yeah. because then it moves not just thank you, God, for this service. Yeah. Thank you, God, for this food. Thank you, God, for my family. All of those things are necessary, needful, and essential. We should thank God every day for what we have. Yeah. But general thanksgiving is much different than thanksgiving based off of encounter mm. and an encounter um, and an experience. Wow. We have seen God yep. do something. Yep. We take. We have tasted. Come on now. That's right. And we have seen the goodness of the Lord yeah. in the land of the living. Therefore, when we're thanking Him, we're thanking Him because we know He has come through in the past. Therefore, He'll come through again. That's right. You share that makes me think of a verse in the Book of Revelation. It says. The testimony of Jesus yes. is the spirit of prophecy. Come on. When we share what he has done in our life, when we share the testimony of Jesus, we are prophetically speaking that, hey, hey, there's an elevation song. I've seen you move the mountains, and I can see you do it again. Come on. When we, when we prophetically say, Lord, you healed me from this. Lord, you rescued me from this. You took me from the bottom, and you put me on the mountaintop. Yes. What you're going through now, it's Come like, on, Lord, baby. you can do it again. Yes. And so when we do something like that where we hear testimonies in other people's lives, when we surround ourselves with our with our brothers, with our you know, with our family, where and they uplift the Lord like that and they share their testimony and we begin to do the same, it starts stirring our faith where we can't help but be thankful for him. And it starts shifting our mindset. It's like, hey, look, I'm gonna be honest, I love sad music probably more than I'd like to admit, but it's like when you're sad and all you do is listen to sad music, man, it's it's not helping, but it's like the right. next the next time you are, hey, feeling lousy, feeling ungrateful, whatever, life has kicked you down and, and it sucks, man, change it up. Mm-hmm. Like th- don't don't play that sad music. Don't don't isolate yourself. Surround yourself with people that are gonna on, lift up on. life and lift up the Lord. And 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 and, and just even for fifteen minutes God, I, I thank you. I thank mm. you for you. I thank you for your love. I thank you for what you've done in my life, what you're doing in my life, and what you're going to do in my life. Changes it, man. And and I, I'd almost believe like it's going to be hard to go back to listening to that that song or go mm. back to being in that mindset. So mm-hmm. um, I want to pray um, for us. I want to pray for all those that are listening. Um, I want to share this one last verse, and then and then I'm gonna pray. Psalms one eighteen. The Bible says, hey, if, if you grew up in church, you grew up in Sunday school, you probably heard it a thousand times. This is the day that mm-hmm. the Lord has made. Mm-hmm. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, man. His mercies are new every day, friend. Every day is a gift to, be, to wake up and be thankful for. So, Lord, yes. first and foremost, we thank you. Yes, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your, your kindness. We thank you for your, your gentle spirit. 
We thank you for what your son did 2,000 plus years ago. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you that what he did was enough and, and that, that you are enough and that everything that we think we want and need in this life is found in you. Yes. Love, peace, joy, abundance, it's found in you and your son. Mm-hmm. It's found in the relationship that you restored, Lord. Mm-hmm. We, we thank you for for our jobs. We thank you for um, friendships, you. and we thank you for family, and we, we thank you for 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 what is, Lord. We, we we thank you for that. Everything we have is enough because you are enough. Yes, Lord. We thank you for what what is to come, but Lord, we're, we're thankful for what's going on right now. Yes, Lord. Lord, we ask that. We, that we begin to change our thought patterns. We ask that we pray we begin to change the way we speak. Mm-hmm. Lord, I, I, I pray just this fresh breeze, this fresh grace of gratitude. And, and, and when we receive that and we have it, I ask that we just don't let it just pass us by and just feel thankful and grateful for a day or a week. But instead, we, we, we take that and we build off of it, practically speaking, where we... We are intentional about meditating on your word. Yes. Or we're intentional about focusing on you. We're intentional about speaking things over ourselves and our friends and our family, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But Lord, above all else, we thank you for you. Yes, Lord. We thank you for your steadfast love. Mm -hmm. God, this is all in your son's precious and beautiful name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, there you have it. Episode 12 of the South Paul Podcast. That's a wrap. Thank you guys for tuning in. Bless you all, and we will see you next week for another episode of the South Paul Podcast. Bless you guys.